It is our, with great kindness and generosity, Lord, that you bring us to this moment of learning scriptures from your word, which we desire to treasure in our heart. So please send your Holy Spirit to lead, guide, and direct our voices and our conversations and our thoughts to be able to understand more deeply and more earnestly these things that are written there for the edification of your body, the church. In Jesus' precious, loving, and kind name, amen. Today we will be memorizing five scriptures about the Bible authority with Bible Witch Pictures. And our first question is, how important is God's word to us and our lives? And the key text is, lamp unto my feet. And the, we, we find the answer in Psalm 119, 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And we have um, the Psalms icon, which is the upside down note that makes a P for the first letter in Psalms. And the icon for Psalm 119 is the two, the two ones made into an open book with the caption of the word saying, thy word. And in Psalm 119, we didn't tell you this on Monday, but this is almost a book within itself. So we always give the verse with it on, on the Psalm um, 119. And that way we can differentiate, differentiate the pictures. And so this is going to be saying uh, 1, 1, and that 9 for thy word. And so you can think of this is like God and this is his word. Is a lamp, so the 1 is made into a lamp unto my feet. So this psalm note will be uh, representing my, and then we think of that big, uh, kind of an oval shape of a zero where your foot could go in for the feet. And then a light. So here is a light bulb that's sticking out to make the top of the five. You can think that's at, on your door, uh, by your door, or like a lamp stand on the road that you're going around and the bottom of the five is going to make the path that you're walking on and here's a little lamb that drawn on it to know that it's God's people on their path the word of God is their light unto their path and it goes together like this Psalm 119 thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path Psalm 119. So let's repeat this three times. Psalm 119. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalms 119, 105. Thy word is a light lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 119, 105. Thy word is a light unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 119, 105. Our next question is, oh, so now we, we, we're going to say this text and Johanna's gonna help us visualize it. Thy word. You should see the Psalm note with the one and the one 
with the book open and the caption with the nine. Is a lamp unto my feet. The one is made into the lamp and then my feet with the psalm saying my and the oval with the feet. And a light. The top of the five is the light bulb on a stand. Unto my path. And the psalm note, I forgot to tell you that other psalm note down here is for my path. And we'll repeat this one more time together. Psalm 119, 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 119, 105. And we did learn that during the process of this, that when you're actually doing a single psalm, uh, we cut, we leave off the S. We talk about the book of Psalms with the plural S, but if you're talking about an individual psalm chapter, it's always the psalm without the S. How can we be sure God will give us wisdom to understand the Bible? And our key text is liter- liberally and upbraideth not. And we find the answer in James 1. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. The James icon is the front end loader, and it's made a golden color, like we said the other day, that's because it's faith, uh, works without faith is dead. Or faith without works is dead, so you need the works. And it's a light golden color to represent God helping us. For with God, all things are possible. Without God, we can do nothing. And so we have over here, if any of you lack wisdom. So here is a man in the one. And he is. you can think of the arrow going down that he's lacking wisdom. And so he's going to ask of God. So here's his voice asking, and we're going to use this cloud to represent God. And what does God do? That giveth to all men liberally. So now it works perfectly for this um, front-end loader to be pouring out all this wisdom onto this man over here. And upbraideth not. So now we have the shovel that's holding it back and the one going across saying that it's not giving it to him, although we're using upbraideth, and it even makes kind of a U shape for upbraideth, but actually upbraideth means he's not going to get on to you for asking him. It doesn't really mean he holds it back. It just means he, he, he won't get mad at you. He likes you to ask him, and then, and it shall be given him, uh, is the cloud, same over here, just another picture that God will give that wisdom to you if you ask. And it goes together like this. James 1. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally. Oh, and also the liberally has the L's, three L's in it, which is another clue that it's in chapter 1 with all those one shapes of the L's. And upbraideth not and it shall be given him. James 1. And let's repeat this three times. James James 1. If If any any of you lack lack wisdom, wisdom, let let him him ask ask of God 
that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. James 1. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. James 1. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. James 1. If any of you, the man standing in the one shape, lack wisdom, the one shape with the arrow coming down on his head, let him ask of God, the mouth speaking to the cloud over here to ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, the James icon pouring out wisdom on the man liberally, and upbraideth not, the James icon with the shovel part of the front end loader with a line across it, and it shall be given him, the cloud with the front end loader emptying the wisdom on the man in this shape of the one. And we'll repeat this one more time. James James 1. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. James 1. What warnings regarding Bible truth are given in the scriptures? Study to show is our key text. And we find the answer in 2 Timothy 2. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. 2 Timothy is the toddler. 1 Timothy is going to be the little baby uh, because that was Paul's son in Christ. And it just works out nice because there's 2 Timothy has four chapters and this kind of makes the shape of the four and first timothy has six so we have him bundled up in a little baby to make the bottom of the six and so we start up here with study to show thyself so we think of studying children studying also you can think of a child studying here the the bible at the end point of the two and to show we have the two eyeballs to represent made in a two shape to represent show thyself approved and you can think of the a bottom part of the a for his head there's two a's in this one for approved unto god and so we put a cloud at the top of this for that phrase so that would go study to show thyself approved unto god a workman that needeth not be ashamed so we put a hammer now in the toddler's hand to show for a workman that needeth not be ashamed so now he's falling over because you don't need to fall over and and he's got a sad face that he's ashamed so this workman uh, needeth not be ashamed rightly dividing so we're going to go to the top of the two and go to the right rightly rightly and then dividing what the divide sign is a line with the two dots in it so you, or you can think of this as like a knife or a sword cutting coming that's it's dividing the word of truth in half 
and then we have so rightly dividing the word of truth we just put the bible down here with it divided in half in truth and timothy start with a t and so does two so rightly dividing the word of truth when you say truth you can just think two in timothy and it goes together like this second timothy two study to show thyself approved unto god a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Second Timothy 2. And let's repeat that three times. Second Timothy, Timothy 2. 2. Study, Study to, to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Second Timothy 2. Two, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Second Peter, Timothy 2, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Second Timothy 2. Study to show thyself. You should see the icon of Timothy, uh, the toddler, studying, sitting down there studying the word of God. Approved unto God. And he's, you can look at his head for the A for approved and the cloud around the top of the two for God. A workman that needeth not. You should see the toddler now laying down with the hammer in his hand representing the workman and he's not being ashamed be ashamed right rightly dividing the word of truth and the two going to the right coming down dividing the word at the bottom opened in half the word of truth and we'll repeat this one more time second, second timothy, timothy two Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Second Timothy 2. What must we do to be certain the Holy Spirit is guiding us when we read the Bible? And our key text is ask and it shall. And these key texts that we come up with, by the way, they are, we try to make them uniquely fitting the, uh, the text that we're trying to memorize that, such that you won't find it, that pattern of words anywhere else in the Bible that are coming from the text. And they're going to be for the uh, really rich when you do it word perfect. This is your clue for what the answer will be and where it is. So when you do the really rich, well, that's already built into the system of how we're doing it and we find the answer in luke 11 ask and it shall be given you matthew mark luke and john are the four gospels that are in the four um, powers of heaven which is we know in first uh, isaiah 1 i mean isaiah 6 ezekiel 1 ezekiel 10 and revelation 4 that has matthew we learned was yesterday the crown with the, nor was it the day before? I think it was the day before. Matthew with the crown representing as the lion, the lion king. And then the mark is as a servant. 
And we'll tell you all about it when you learn the icons. We'll give you much more detail of how that is, how Jesus was the king, uh, where the wise men came. It's only in Matthew. And it says, where is your new king? The gospels actually fulfill those uh, four different aspects. And then Luke is as a man, um, because that's the third uh, power of at the on the at the throne room and so we have Luke we have it spelled out L for his nose U for the bottom of his face K for his body and his shoulder and his leg and then the E with his hand going out so it's interesting that that could even make the body of a person and that's the third one. And, of course, we learned John yesterday was as the eagle, as God. And that's John is all about he's the father's son, and I am, I am. Um, and this is the only one that tells that uh, at the end of Luke where, t- see my hands and my feet, touch me, for spirit has no flesh and bone, so that he is going to continue to be a man. Um, so God is a man uh, in the form of Jesus. Um, so we have Luke standing here now with uh, his voice is going to make the shape of an 11. So that's going to be the ask. And it shall be, is going to be the cloud up here of God. And he's going to give it. So this 11 is his hands giving it down to you, whatever, when you ask. So we'll go together like this. Luke 11, ask and it shall be given you. Luke 11. And let's repeat that three times. Luke, Luke 11, 11. Ask, ask, and, and it, it shall be given you. you. Luke, Luke 11. Ask, and it shall be given you. Luke 11. Ask, and it shall be given you. Luke 11. Ask. You should see the Luke man with the 11 coming out of his mouth. And it shall. You should see the cloud up at the top. Be given you. And hands uh, letting the knowledge come down to the Luke man. And let's repeat this one time. Luke, Luke 11. 11. Ask, Ask and, and it, it shall be given, given you. Luke 11. What does the Bible say will happen when we know the truth? And our key text is make you free. We find the answer in John 8, ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And John, here we have as uh, being God with the hands, and, the, and these are like the feathers for the eagle also, so it's got those two definitions of it. He's making the world in John. He's uh, the creator with God the Father. And so we think of, we can say, ye shall know. So think of all the people on the world shall. And then we're pointing to their heads, all the gentlemen and all the ladies made in the shape of an eight shall know. And then we put the Ten Commandments as the truth because we know the Bible says that all the commandments are truth. And so this is the first one. And then it repeats it. And the truth, so you can also think eight has double zeros, 
uh, to, to make the shape of it. And it has, and the truth, again, is a, a repeat, shall make you free. And so God made the world, so you can think of making, goes in John 8, when it shall make you free. And so these are the hands, and this is the handcuffs with them opening up that they came off of the person's hand, so they were set free with the eight. And let's repeat this three times. John, John eight. eight, ye, ye shall, shall know, know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John eight, ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John eight, ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make ye free. John 8. And you shall know? You should see the hands up here with the world and the arrows pointing to both of their heads. The truth? And the commandments made into the eights. And the truth? And it again over here with the commandments made into eight. Shall make ye free. The hands and the hands up here that God will make your hands free with the eight with the handcuffs. And repeat this one more time. John, John 8, ye, ye shall know, know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You free. John, John 8. 8. Let's review. We're going to say the words and be ready to give the answer when we're finished with the words. Thy word but, is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. Psalm 119, 105. Go ahead. Psalm 119. 119, yeah, so Psalm, let's repeat this together. Psalm 119, 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. Psalm 119, 105. So what we did was we took there is we took the uh, the review portion of our our, our online review uh, and embedded it into our presentation so we could get a sample of how that sounds and looks. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. James. James. One. If if so, let's repeat this again. James one. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. James one. Ask, and it shall be given you. Luke 11. Luke 11. Luke 11. Ask, and it shall be given you. Luke 11. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. 2 Timothy 2. Second, we'll say it again. Second Timothy 2. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Second Peter Timothy 2. And ye shall know the truth, 
and the truth shall make you free. John 8. John 8. Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John 8. Now, with, we will go through, straight through without pausing in between verses like we were doing to review them. So just call out the, at the end of the words, or when you feel you have the answer, just uh, go ahead and call it out, because that's part of the learning process, is to immediately recognize the verse and call out where that text is coming from. Right. We're, do, we're doing it as a group, but when you do it by yourself, you just say it whenever you want when you do the reviews you don't have to wait till it finishes with the verse yes but we just thought it's more orderly if we kind of wait and let everybody think yeah wait it. wait till the end of uh, yeah yeah okay if any of you lack wisdom let him ask of god that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not james and it shall be given one. him james one Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 119.105 And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John 8 Ask, and it shall be given you. Luke 11 Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Second Timothy 2. Review 3 of 3. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John 8. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 119.105 Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. 2 Timothy 2 Ask and it shall be given you. Luke 11. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. James 1. James 1. So now let's memorize Genesis chapters 16 through 20 with Bible-rich pictures. Genesis 16, Abram has handmade Hagar. In Genesis, we have the icon over here uh, because this was man, man's way. So you can think man was created on day six, and that's in a six, and this was man's way, uh, not God's way. And so we have Abram, and he's standing there again. And he has the handmaid. So now you can think of the arm coming down with the hand for handmaid. And we made a bunch of H's here to go with Hagar. So, and it was the handmaid in there. And so there she is, Hagar. 
and it was the first son, so you can think of the one and the six as a for first, and then a descendant coming down with a baby, so a one and a six, and also the first letters of Ishmael born, the I makes a one, and a, you can think of the B also as making a six. So when you see Ishmael born, you can see the one and the six. It'll go together like this. Genesis 16. Abram has handmade Hagar. Oh, sorry. Handmade Hagar. First son, Ishmael born. Genesis 16. So we just say, say the top, the bold letters, right? Well, we're going to say this one, too. That one, too? Yeah. goes in there. Let's repeat those three times. Genesis, Genesis 16. Abram has handmade Hagar, first son, Ishmael, born. Genesis 16. Abram has handmade Hagar, first son, Ishmael, born. Genesis 16. Abram has handmade Hagar, first son, Ishmael, born. Genesis 16. Abram has handmade Hagar. You should see the one made into Abram, and then the six with the arm and the hand coming down for the handmaid, and Hagar on the top of the six. And first son, Ishmael born. And first son, you should see a one, and then the son as the descendant coming down with the baby down here, and a one and a six for Ishmael born. And we'll, let's... Repeat this one time for review. Genesis, Genesis 16. Abram has handmade Hagar, first son, Ishmael, born. Genesis 16. Genesis 17. Names change, circumcision covenant, eight days old. The first part of the book, or the chapter, says that Abraham, God changed his name, so you can think of the piece of paper that we write our names on because we that's where we use our names a lot so think of the seven as the piece of paper and then the one as the not sign because he's not going to be abram anymore his name is going to be changed over here to this page to abraham and it means and you can think this is the pencil for the one that this is how he would write his name now is abraham and it means father of many nations so we put his head up here at the top because he would be the father, and we put the icon over here to think of, so you can remember, it means father of many nations. And, um, mm, yeah, then the circumcision covenant was next, and so this is, you can think of this as knives, and you can think circumcision, and then we can think of this as the C, the top of the seven, making a curved for the covenant. And he said they had to be eight days old when they're born to be circumcised. So one plus seven equals the eight. And then he said that Sarai's name was going to be changed also. And so again, the seven for the paper and the one going across it for not Sarai anymore. It's going to be Sarah. So she would write her name with the one and the seven for the page. And her name would mean mother, so we put her over here for the mother of many 
nations and also honor your father and mother we have it on a five it's in it's the fifth one and we have their heads on the top of the line of the five so that can help you to remember mother and father of the many nations and then their ages which works kind of interestingly cute here that when you um you can think of this as a test you took that abram took and he um was he got a 99 so he was got a good grade there to think of how old he was because i believe it was the next year they had the children so this is how old had um ish isaac um so this you can think 99 and she was 90 so you can think that was a, like an a they both made an a so they're in their 90s um when they were given this uh, name change and when they had Isaac. And also, uh, we found out that Abraham laughed when he said that he was going to have children, but he did not deny that he laughed. He, he did just laugh. And so we put laughed up there by his name so that you know in 17 that he did laugh because it would be you know, a mighty miracle at their ages. And let's and repeat this three times. Oh. Oh, Should I tell him first? Yes. Oh, let me say. Yeah, I'll tell you how it goes. Um, so we go it together like this. It'll go names changed, circumcision covenant, eight, and we'll just go like one plus seven equals eight. Eight days old. Genesis 17. Thank you. <laughs> Genesis 17. Names change, circumcision covenant, Eight days old. Genesis 17. Names changed. Circumcision covenant. Eight days old. Genesis 17. Names changed. Circumcision covenant. Eight days old. Genesis 17. Names change. You should see the pieces of paper with the line across them and then the pencil with the right name that they're going to have now circumcision covenant the two knives with the top of the seven making the curve for circumcision covenant eight days old and one plus seven equals eight for eight days old and we'll pe repeat this one time together genesis, genesis 17. 17 names changed, changed. Circumcision, circumcision covenant eight, eight days old genesis 17 Genesis 18, the Lord ate, not destroy Sodom, if ten righteous. The first part of this, uh, it's really easy to remember that the Lord ate with Abraham at, it was in Genesis 18, and eight and eight sound the same. And so we have the Lord standing here, and he has his knife and fork for him eating, and then the two angels that came with him are these two plates with, because they ate also with him. And then this is the Lord, and it's got the speaking sign out of it, that he says that Sarah tells Abraham now that Sarah shall have a son. So you can think of her head and holding this baby that, she's, that he says she shall have a son. And then this 18 is the one made for the tent, and then their two mouths. And then in parentheses, Abraham laughed, and now Sarah laughs. But Sarah denied it. And he says, no, you did say, you did laugh. And she says, no, I didn't laugh. And he says, but you did. And he says, but, and he says, is anything to, because 
she just thought she just couldn't have a child. And he says, so the Lord says, is anything too hard for the Lord? And so we can take that too. And if you put the, if you lay an eight down on its side, it makes the two circles for the two and then the T for the one. So that can help you remember that it's an 18 where he says, is anything too hard for the Lord? And then when they were leaving, uh, he was going to go destroy Sodom. And he said, uh, so you can think of this one as the fire that was going to come down and destroy Sodom. So we put the icon there for the fire destroying. And Sodom would be about there in uh, Israel and on the south side. And then, so he goes down the numbers and he says 50. So this is nice. We have these circles, 50, and then he wouldn't destroy it for 50, the 5 and the 0, or 45. He doesn't go by 10s on this one. Then he says by 40, so then you can do that 4 with the 0. Then by 30, 3 with the 0, 20, 2 with the 0, and 10 with the 0. And he didn't go down to 5 because... Uh, he did destroy the world with eight, with uh, Noah, with the flood. So he already knew there was eight that were left. So he knew under eight, he, he still would destroy it. So we say it together like this. It'll be Genesis 18. The Lord ate, not destroy Sodom, if ten righteous. Oh, and you can also think righteous, it's on the right side of the page. So let's repeat this three times. Genesis, Genesis 18. The Lord ate, not destroy Sodom, if ten righteous. Genesis 18. The Lord ate, not destroy Sodom, if ten righteous. Genesis 18. The Lord ate, not destroy Sodom, if ten Ten righteous. Genesis 18. The Lord ate. You should see a one with the Lord standing there and the two other people's plates with the eight. Not destroy Sodom if. The one with the fire coming down with the icon of Genesis. Ten righteous. The one beside what the bottom part of the eight of the zero, or I mean of the eight circle and the righteous being on the right side of the page and let's repeat this one time together genesis, genesis 18 the lord ate not destroy sodom if ten righteous genesis 18 genesis 19 fire and brimstone on sodom and gomorrah we have the one now with the fire that did he did destroy it. That's the fire. And then this is a brimstone. You can think of the top of the nine as a stone. And it's coming down on. And we're going to say this is Sodom over here on the Genesis icon. And this will be Gomorrah here. And you can think, this is incredible, that's 911. These are the numbers in Genesis. There's 50. And the only ones that would make up these numbers would be 19. And it's just flip the other way, but it's the numbers that make up 9-11, because 9-11 is a warning. We think of it as a warning, so this was fire, it was a warning. And then this is the really rich part, but we want to have let you know what all was in this chapter, so we put these over here. This is the Sodomite men, and they 
they were going after the angels. So you can think of that one. And this nine is made into the eye. Uh, if you remember in nine, where uh, he sees Noah naked and they see the rainbow. So now this is his eye closed because they were blind. They, he blinded their eyes. The angels blinded them. And then when they took off, this is Lot's wife now, and she looked back. So there's another eye. And then she became a pillar of salt. So she's all uh, like a crystal uh, light color looking there. And then this is really neat that in nine, when... Noah drank the wine. Uh, here, Lot, the, the daughters get Lot to drink wine, and wine and nine rhyme. And so this is Lot, and here's his daughter, so you can think of that big circle of the nine with them being pregnant. And their children were Moab and Benami. And did I say that right? Benami? All right. And then that's the Moabites and the Ammonites, which became the enemies of God's people. But it's good to have it in here so that you can see the relationship and have it in your memory that the Moabites and the Ammonites are Lot's descendants. And so we'll say, the simply rich, we're just going to say this part of it. And it goes, Genesis 19, fire and brimstone on Sodom and Gomorrah. Genesis 19. And let's repeat that three times together. Genesis, Genesis 19. 19. Fire and brimstone on Sodom and Gomorrah. Genesis 19. Fire and brimstone on Sodom and Gomorrah. Genesis 19. Fire and brimstone on Sodom and Gomorrah. Genesis 19. Genesis, uh, oh, sorry. Fire and brimstone. You should see the one with the fire on it and the nine with the ball, the stone of brimstone coming down. On Sodom and Gomorrah. You should see the icon for Sodom and the buildings down here on the bottom for Gomorrah. And repeat this one more time. Genesis, Genesis 19. 19. Fire, fire and brimstone, brimstone on Sodom and Gomorrah. Gomorrah. Genesis 19. Genesis 20. Second time and no more Abraham says Sarah, Sarah is sister. And we have the Genesis icon down here. Uh -oh. Sorry. oh, so we'll start with second time and no more. So it works out really nice that it's the two uh, for the second time and the zero for no more. And we put lips up here because the first time he said it was to Pharaoh in 12 which was the first time that he said Sarah was a sister, and that too represented drawn like Sarah. And then this is now the second time he says that Sarah is his sister too, and we put Abimelech right here. So we can have someone uh, to, see, to say those names to Abimelech. And then, um, and so we put Sarah over here, and it's very interesting, this whole thing is in chapter 20, verse 2 is where it says that he said that it was his sister. Um, so we put another two over here. And then, um, because, oh, and the famine, I should explain. They went in, over there because there was a famine. And then there was no, the, since Abimelech took her, their plague was that they had zero births. 
Now, how incredible is that? They had zero births because the, when Pharaoh took them, that's not any other kind of plagues they had. But in this one, they describe them, and it's no births. And uh, Abimelech pays him 1,000 pieces of silver, which is great that that can be a zero as part of that. And also, Revelation 20 is the 1,000 years, which is I just think that's just excellent that God put that in there, the thousand pieces of silver and the thousand years. And so then we have this two made into Abraham. What he did was he prayed for them, and Abimelech and their people were healed, and he got Sarah back. And so we're going to say it together like this. It'll go Genesis 20, second time, and no more, Abraham says Sarah is his sister. Genesis 20. And let's repeat that together three times. Genesis 20. 20. Second time and no more. Abraham says Sarah is sister. Genesis 20. Second time and no more. Abraham says Sarah is sister. Genesis 20. Second time and no more. Abraham says Sarah is sister. Genesis 20. Second time. We should see the two. And no more. And the zero. Says Sarah is sister. Should see the Genesis icon that uh, where he's, or the two that has the mouth saying, and then over here Sarah in a two is the sister. And we'll repeat that together. Genesis, Genesis 20, second time and no more. Abraham, Abraham says, Sarah is sister. Now let's review going. Uh, we're going to say the words and be ready to give the answer when the words are finished. The, the Lord ate, not destroy Sodom, if ten righteous. Genesis 18. Genesis 18. So go ahead and explain the first Second time and no more, says Sarah is sister. Genesis 20. Names change, circumcision covenant, eight days old. Genesis 17. Abram has handmade Hagar, first son Ishmael born. Genesis 16. Genesis 16. Fire and brimstone on Sodom and Gomorrah. Genesis 19. Genesis 19. Review two of three. Second time and no more, says Sarah is sister. Genesis 20. The Lord ate, not destroy Sodom, if ten righteous. Genesis 18. Abram has handmade Hagar, first son Ishmael born. Genesis 16. Genesis 16. Names change, circumcision covenant, eight days old. Genesis 17.
Fire and Brimstone on Sodom and Gomorrah. Genesis 19. Review 3 of 3. Abram has handmaid Hagar, first son Ishmael born. Genesis 16. The Lord ate, not destroy Sodom, if ten righteous. Genesis 18. Second time and no more, says Sarah is sister. Genesis 20. Fire and brimstone on Sodom and Gomorrah. Genesis 19. Names change, circumcision covenant, eight days old. Genesis 17. On YouTube, you'll find, uh, do a search for Bible Rich, all one word. We have a, a video for you to review. Uh, it's labeled Thursday Seminar Simply Rich Review, and feel free to download that. There's a downloadable link as well as a downloadable link on all, all of our videos on our channel. We suggest watching the review video for at least five days in a row. So this is something that's very important to us. We believe a key way of memorizing is the five sequence of five consecutive days in a row to, to lock this in your memory. Yeah, and I would just like to say all of this is going to be up when we do Genesis. Like, we just took out little pieces from what we're going to be teaching big. Like, all of the Genesis will be up. So anybody that's missed anything or anything, don't worry. You, it'll all be there. And these, those others were out of the organized of our 24 doctrines. So we took, like, out of Satan those five, just so you could have an example of how easy it is to memorize and how the system works. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then, one day a week for a month. And again, this helps us lock it into long-term memory so that you, we, because we need to know our doctrines and our, our scriptures and be able to understand where people, places, and events are. So let's have a word of prayer for our closing. Dear Father in heaven, saying thank you so much for attending us with your Holy Spirit to help us to think these wonderful thoughts about your mighty scriptures and your beautiful promises that you've given each one of us. And we pray for these things in Jesus' precious, lovely, special, redeeming name, King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.